passion, romance, drama, and what do you mean I got the wrong tax form? Dating can be more annoying than exciting nowadays and sometimes lacking romance. You're smart, you're motivated. You wanna do something big. You're on the verge of being a young boss and we're gonna help you get there. I'm your host, Isabel Garino, and welcome to the Young Boss Podcast, where youth is your power. What happened to love letters, sappy poetry, and John Cusack's boombox serenades? So you could imagine that dating as a young boss can be even harder. Balancing your professional obligations can significantly influence your social, personal, and yeah, you guessed it, dating life. Can a relationship between two entrepreneurs or between a young boss entrepreneur and a 1099 contractor or W-2 employee thrive? Can these dynamics sustain the differences, debates, and decisions that will inevitably rise? Before you throw in the towel on romance, let's talk about the ins and outs of dating as a young boss. Dating the rite of passage in which some excel and others falter. Dating can be made harder when two partners have conflicting careers or even identical careers. Forget pesky exes and petty arguments. Balancing work and love is the real test of strength. In the case of a young boss, there may be an advantage to dating an entrepreneurial partner like yourself. As the old nursery rhyme goes, two entrepreneurs sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S, well, you get the gist. The dual entrepreneurship dynamic could be a match made in heaven. In this dynamic, your partner may understand your goals, your inspirations, your mindset, your drive, your hustle. They may understand and encourage the financial risks that you'll take for your new business. They might even push you to new heights in your professional career. However, consider the fact that dating an entrepreneur as an entrepreneur may hold its fair share of conflict, like any relationship does. Psychologist Kathy Marshock sums it up well. Dual entrepreneurship couples spend so much time apart working hard at their separate businesses that it becomes even more necessary to schedule time to reconnect as a couple. Showing affection and making time for a fellow entrepreneurial partner may be impossible with the demands of your work schedule. Your similarities could be your curse. These difficulties may make it too much for you or them, and that's okay. It's important to discuss the risks and benefits of your combined careers all the way from dating to whatever comes next, marriage, a baby, a big purchase, you name it. But then there's the juxtaposition of the young entrepreneurial boss dating a W-2 or 1099 employee that I'm most interested in. The young boss is in a relationship with the contractor or the payroll employee, somebody who works on terms like multiple month contracts or only works for one company or the traditional W-2 full-time employee. This partnership, once again, could be a match made in heaven or a raging dumpster fire. It's possible that the the two of you may get lost in work-related translation. You know how it goes. The independent contractor or payroll partner is spending tons of time trying to impress their boss. They're always trying to people please and they're going above and beyond all day, every day. And it's no shocker that how they hustle and behave at work may affect their time or persona with you one-on-one. Conversely, the young boss works long hours, after hours, on weekends, on vacation, and has 
has to wear multiple hats and really struggles with overcommitment. I know when I started dating an entrepreneur, it was really hard for us to go on vacation at first, right? My boyfriend would be like always on his phone and he'd be like, well, I have to answer this. It's my business. If I don't answer, if I don't take care of this in this moment, no one else will. And it took me a minute because I had only ever dated people who were W2 to be like, okay, I mean, like I get it more than probably anybody else would because I feel the same. It's just, I'm further along in my business journey where I have people who can really take everything off my plate so I can truly go on vacation and he's not there yet. So that's also something to be said, the different stages in business that you're going to be at. Likely if you're both entrepreneurs, you're not going to be at the exact same level and stage of your business. One of you may be way further ahead and one behind or vice versa. And so when you want that time alone with them or that vacation, right, you're super annoyed at the second phone. You're super annoyed at at them needing to do all this stuff because either you're not there yet or you've already been there and you've solved that issue. But dating an entrepreneur can have its whole handful of issues that comes along with it. Think of it as a work love language. The contractor or payroll partner may have to learn that their entrepreneur's growing business will have stages of development. And well, like other forms of personal growth and development, some of those stages are more time consuming than others. And the entrepreneurial partner may have to learn that their partner's job demands are going to be totally opposite of their own or unique, either way, different, right? It just takes time. But in order for this to work, you must both commit to understanding each other's work habits and love languages. Frustration often starts to brew when you or your partner struggle or refuse to understand each other's work-related pressures, commitments, and responsibilities. For example, your partner complains to you about their annoying supervisor that they've been dealing with since they started. And naturally, being the badass, strong-willed, independent young boss you are, you tell your partner to take matters into their own hands. You encourage them to stand up for themselves and to advocate for fairness. However, that's not really what your partner was hoping to hear. They simply just wanted a sympathetic ear, somebody to listen to, and your well-intentioned advice falls on deaf ears, which can lead to a lose-lose situation. I know we have a couple who's friends with us. He's an entrepreneur and she works as a W-2 employee and they often get into this argument. He'll call us and I'll overhear it on speakerphone, right? Because he's talking to my boyfriend and he's telling him like, hey, this is so frustrating. She just comes home and complains about her job. And then when I tell her what to do, or I tell her how she should quit and start her own thing, she's just like, um, no, <laughs> like that, that's not what I want. This isn't for me. And I'm like, he's not listening to her. Tell him to listen to her. And we've all had these situations where maybe one of you is kind of that risk taker or that person who's willing to just jump out of the airplane and say, then go for it. Stand up to the boss or start your own thing. Stop complaining about this. Just go do it on your own. And the other one's like, oh no, safety, security. Like I want to stay here. I'm just voicing a complaint. Like, can't you just hear my complaint? And so sometimes it's really important just to sit back and listen. The learning curve of discovering what you and your partner need to support each other professionally, it may be steep. And until you conquer that climb and learn how to communicate better about these things, it could be beneficial to find someone to talk to who understands your struggles. If you can, talk to a partner of yours in you know the small business owner or entrepreneurial space. It's important to talk to somebody who can relate to your current experience. Friends and family, of course, they could be great options too. Heck, you might already have a few friends or family members who are business owners, and that's even better. If you or your partner can't find an outlet, 
Collaboratively creating boundaries and being patient when communicating about work could also lessen the strain. Maybe you make a rule, right, about when and for how long that you're going to talk about it or whatever your solution is. Don't let work be the problem in your relationship. It's always important to determine whether your partner wants your advice or for you to listen and always communicate about work in terms that your partner will understand. Find other ways to relieve stress, do their laundry, make their favorite meal or spend quality time together. John Mayer put it best, love is a verb. According to a study by Family Relationships, arguing about money is the number one indicator of divorce. Clean out your ears. Go back five seconds and listen to that again. It really is all about the money, honey. The statistic holds even more weight for entrepreneurs. Being a young boss means being decisive and disciplined when it comes to managing your money. But what if your partner isn't on the same page as you? What if they don't want to invest mounds of money toward a business that they aren't creating, a business that they don't own? What if, you know, they're careless with their cash because they're not the one building a business? Get this straightened out when the time comes. Do not procrastinate on this one. Trust me. Talking about money is always awkward, but it doesn't have to be your relationship's kryptonite. Some ways to avoid a fallout over finances include discussing spending habits, collaboratively creating a budget for business ventures, vacation bills, you know, personal desires or savings, discussing each other's, you know, level of risk tolerance as you both build your relationship and your business. And lastly, determine what financial decisions should be made together and which ones should be made independently. I think this is really important when we're talking about maybe you wanting to start a business and refinancing your house or taking out a huge loan. This can absolutely affect your partner, whether you're dating or married, right? These are really important things. What if you're going to use all of your life savings to start this business? You need to make sure that everything's in alignment because if one of the partners doesn't want to use the money in that way, and now they're going to be begrudging every time you bring up things, or, you know, we've talked with young bosses on this show who said like, Hey, it took me a year. It took me two years, took me three years till I was in the block. What happened? to your partner who's sitting there and they wanted to get married in two years and you just used all your savings and refinanced your house and they still don't have the ring, right? They're going to be pissed. So you have to have these conversations. It can literally make or break you. And all that to say, have a vision for the money that you save, the money that you spend and the money that you invest. It's all about the money, but reality is money only talks when you and your partner are talking about money because relationships cost money and so do businesses. So we have to make sure we're balancing both of them. Hey, it's Isabel. Thanks for listening to the Young Boss Podcast. I recently wrote a book called Young Boss, and it's filled with top tips I've learned over the years on how to survive and thrive in business. Pre-order your copy now by heading to the link in the podcast description. Now back to the show. So while you're talking about talking, let's talk about not talking or miscommunication. Here's a question. Can family influence impact the chemistry of your relationship career dynamic? Yes. You may find that your family supports your business aspirations wholeheartedly, but your partner's family thinks you're not legit, a gold digger, lazy, or part of some weird pyramid scheme. On the contrary, 
You may find that your family thinks your career choices are totally questionable and your partner's family thinks that you're innovative and ambitious and a visionary in business. I know for a while when my brother first started working with us, you know, his soon to be wife at that time, her family looked around and they were like, what are you doing? You're scamming people. You're, you're a fraud. You're doing this. You're doing that. You're not actually helping people. And they would make jokes about it. They were even playing like a a board game one night where it was like, Hey, who's a scammer in business. And everybody had to vote who they thought the card applied to. And everyone voted for my brother brother. And he came home and he shared that with us. And we were all like, like just brokenhearted because really our business is genuinely about helping people. And we do help a lot of people, right? Check the testimonials, but they just didn't understand what we were doing in the concepts. And that broke his heart. Of course, now they're all on board. And a lot of them even work with us still to this day. Um, my, my sister-in-law's family and everything's fine now, but it took a while for them to get on board and really see that what we were doing was legit and it wasn't scammy or fraudy at all. But that can be hurtful when you go to family functions and your own family or your in-laws thinks that you're a a loser or thinks that you're a fraud or a fake. And it's just like, wow, that support from your family means everything. And to not have it can really, really crush you, especially if this is someone who you're just dating. You're not married yet. And you're looking to, you know, potentially start a family with them. And now their family is looking at you weird. You know, everyone is raised with unique perspectives and expectations regarding career choices. If you're going into a family where it is like a corporate family, nine to five, work for the man, that is security in life. That can be really hard to break if you have an entrepreneurial spirit. You know, oftentimes our career choices are influenced by the careers that our parents had, for better or for worse, I might add. So before you throw a pity party for yourself because you think your in-laws hate you or don't trust you or understand you, recognize that your partner's family is just different than you with different lived experiences. Maybe their old Uncle Jimmy has been bankrupt his whole career due to failed business after failed business, and that's That's their only experience with entrepreneurialism. And that's just what they know. On the other hand, their criticism could stem, you know, from a desire for you to have a secure, financially stable career. And, uh, you know, maybe like a city job, perhaps something with good benefits and a 401k, quite the opposite from building a business that requires you taking on massive financial risk. But you know what they say, you got to spend money to make money. It's the name of the game. Making this distinction when it comes to familial opinion can be comforting and clarifying. Another point worth emphasizing, your partner is not defined by their family, just as you are not defined by your family. And just like your employment type does not define your partner, nor does you know your own employment scenario define you. It can be easy to think that your partner doesn't support you because of the doubt or criticism you receive from your in-laws, but be careful to not mesh your lover's opinions with their family's opinions. As Oscar Wilde wisely said, said, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, conversations with your significant other about these external opinions and how they affect you can be beneficial. Discuss whose advice you should heed and who you should ignore. Some of you probably know who Sarah Blakely is, but if you don't know her, then you'll likely know her work. She's the creator of Spanx. On the topic of becoming an entrepreneur, Sarah explains that making a personalized support system for your business ventures is 
key. She says, select four to five people who, you know, you look to for pick-me-ups, advice, and aid, and seek business advice from them alone. As the saying goes, don't look for pearls in the pigsty. All right, let's assume that you haven't found a partner yet. Maybe you're a young boss looking for a partner to share the fruits of your labor with. If you're truly serious about building and growing your business, don't fall for someone who doesn't support your professional vision. This one might be hard for some of y'all, but you should make career compatibility, you know, of the same importance as you do their attractiveness. And if you're lucky, you may find someone who has it all. So how in the heck do you meet these people? Some great ways to meet someone who aligns with your career vision is by attending entrepreneurial organizational events, right? Joining your local chapter and getting involved, but keep it classy, you know, try to form true relationships like we've chatted about. Nobody wants to be annoyed for a date at a conference just as much as they don't want to be annoyed with your half-assed sales pitch. You get what I'm saying, right? But I think that you can definitely meet a lot of great people by going to uh, events like EO or different masterminds and just just networking with other people. If there's a networking event, you know, in your area, down at a local bar or a local coffee shop, go check it out. Bring a friend so you're not creepy and you're not like going and, you know, talking to all the girls or guys, but there's so many ways that you can meet people who are in that realm. Because if you're going out to meet someone who's partying, um, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and probably even Tuesday for Taco Tuesday and Thursday too, they might not be really in alignment with what you're looking to do. And unfortunately, when your head is down and you're focused on building your own business, you're not usually spending a ton of time on dating app or going out to meet people. You're busy. You you have all this stuff that you have to do and that you're working on doing. So a lot of times there's not a ton of extracurricular activities going on. And so that one mastermind that you go to once a month or once a quarter, that may be your little outing of the month and it may be a great way to meet someone. Anyways, be engaging during networking events and have fun with it. Attend networking groups with fellow entrepreneurs and seek others who share your passion. Oddly enough, you might be building your business while amplifying your chances of finding someone special. And though you might not find the one when you're going to these events, you can always form valuable friendships and important business relationships. Through those friendships, you may find like-minded people that you fancy romantically and that share your professional ideals. One of the best pieces of advice I've heard is from a friend who spent a ton of time in hospitality. And they said, you never know who you're going to meet on any given day. Could be a coffee shop, could be waiting tables at a bar, in line at the grocery store, online, duh. Searching for a professionally like-minded partner from the jump allows you to focus on the fun part of dating rather than battling your career preferences. Every relationship will be different regardless of occupation or employment types. That's a fact. We all know that. When two people come together with individualized work aspirations and one-of-a-kind personalities, it can create a unique bond. Regardless of your career choices and how that influences your relationship, maintaining honesty, transparency, and willingness to understand are paramount. There are two types of foolproof relationship dynamics that work. The first is the cheerleader and the player combination. And the second is the team players. When we think about the cheerleader player combination, you know, this may be where you and your partner have dynamically different skills. One of you wants to start the business and you are gun ho and you have the skills and the talents and you have the vision and you're the dreamer, you're ready to go. And the other one is there by your side, hyping you up. They are your biggest cheerleader, your biggest fan. Whether or not they're involved in the business doesn't really matter. It matters that they are your support. 
They're the ones that you go to when everything's going a mess. And when you say, why am I even doing this? And they remind you of that why. And they remind you of your vision and your goals. And they're proud of you for how far you've come. And that's a combination that we see work all the time. Think Grant Cardone and his beautiful wife, right? I heard this phrase she once said where she's like, hey, people look at the building, right? The the grant and they say, wow, that's amazing. And she's like, no, I'm the pillars. The pillar has to be stronger than the building. And the pillar is so important because without the pillar, the building doesn't stand. And she's like, I may be underground or behind the scenes and you may not see me as much, but I'm the important part. And so that cheerleader player combination is so, so important and totally valid. And so if you're looking and you know, hey, I'm the player, like I just need someone to be my hype man, hype girl, then that may be the dynamic that works for you. The next one is team players. And we see this often work where both partners are totally just amazing in their own, you know, right. And they have these incredible ideas that they need to work together to make happen. And so that team player dynamic, they bounce off one another and they know what the other one is good at and what the other one is weak at. We've had couples in here who are like that, you know, who are young bosses and they work together in that way. And it's not a support and a star, right? A cheerleader and a player. It's they're both players. They're both getting their hands dirty. They're both in the game. They just have different roles in the business. And it's not about who takes the lead. It's about creating that balanced partnership where both of the partners thrive together. And communication is key in that because you can't have any ego when you're going to be team players. But both of those dynamics work really, really well. It's really hard when you're both cheerleaders and no one's a dreamer, (laughs) no one's got the vision and no one's willing to play in the game. That's when you just, you know, have this relationships. And I've had friends like this who they're like, oh, we were sitting around today talking about what we would do if we won the lottery. And it's just like, okay, (laughs) why don't you sit around and talk about ideas that you guys could do to actually make more money, right? But it's like just dreamers, two dreamers are never gonna really start a business. But if one's a player and one's gonna support you or you're both players in the game, then you guys will make it happen. And both of those dynamics work really well in business. Let's recap what we talked about today. In every relationship, balancing work and love is key. As a young boss, you will need support as you navigate the challenges of your professional and financial journey. Your significant other will likely be your first line of defense and support. Establishing healthy communication tactics and a mutual respect for one another's profession are essential for maintaining a healthy relationship. Remember that your partner may not always understand your business ventures and you may not understand their willingness to put up with the corporate bullshit. It's a two-lane highway, just like every other successful romance. Be patient with their career expectations. Understand and encourage them to do the same for you. Learn each other's work love language and block out the noise. Most important of all, have fun with it. You can run a business and have a relationship. Trust me, you can. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of the Young Boss Podcast with me, Isabel Garino. Be sure to like, share, and follow on Instagram and TikTok and let me know what is your favorite dynamic. What dynamic works for you, right? Are you in a relationship where both of you are young bosses or does the young boss and the corporate baddie work for you? Let me know. I want to hear. Remember, youth is your power.